Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team has turned their attention to the L.A. Chargers, and we'll do the same. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 13th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. Without you, there's no reason to have a show on YouTube because there'd be no one to check it out. So Raider Nation, appreciate the support, appreciate the passion for the show. Uh, it's awesome. And like I said, I cannot say thank you enough. I definitely appreciate all the support of the Locked On Raiders podcast, uh, the show on YouTube, and just a regular podcast as well. Also, my man Ari. Without Ari, the show's not on YouTube either. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job each and every day, making sure we're up on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good. Takes a lot of pride in his work, and I can definitely appreciate that. It's a man after my own heart. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. We got a lot of calls and texts we'll try to get to in segment number three. Remember, tomorrow will be the crossover edition, so we won't have any time for calls or texts. Try to get as many in as possible in segment number three of today's show. Also on Thursday, it will be game day, right? Of course, week 15 action, so uh, we won't be able to get calls that are old onto Friday's show, so we'll have to have reaction to Thursday's show. So, again, I'll try to squeeze as many in as possible coming up in today's segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Segment number two, we'll talk about winning. And I know a lot of Raider Nation is not interested in the Raiders winning any more games. Hey, go ahead and lose the final four. Try to get the best draft spot you can. Well, I'll tell you why that's not a good idea for everyone. While I understand the concept, I understand the idea. I also understand there's a lot of folks, there's a handful of folks for sure, that want to win as much as possible. I'll explain who, and I'll explain why in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes of the day, so let's go ahead and jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. To get started today. Now, jumping into the news and notes off top, the Raiders made a handful of roster moves on Tuesday. Off top, they signed tackle Brandon Parker to the active roster. He was a guy that was on the practice squad uh, not too long ago. He's been activated uh, for multiple weeks now to be uh, on the active roster right ahead of game day. Well, now the Raiders have signed him to the active roster as of Tuesday. So, Brandon Parker to the active roster. DJ Fluker, a guy that was uh, it was announced on Monday that he was signing with the Raiders to their practice squad. It wasn't announced on Monday that it was going to be a practice squad. It just was announced that he was signing with the Raiders. They made it official on Tuesday. He signed into the practice squad. He's a guy that was on the practice squad back in 2021. He is back. He's in great shape, apparently. Uh, he did a nice workout. Has had multiple workouts with the Silver and Black, and he officially signs on Monday, and they put him on the practice squad on Tuesday. So Brandon Parker from the practice squad to the active roster. DJ Fluker takes his spot on the practice squad. And then also linebacker Kanai Mauga uh, on the reserve injured list. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's done for the season. Remember, he's a guy that just returned from uh, injury and was put on the active roster. So his season clearly has not gone the way he wanted it to. He is done for the year. He's on the reserve injured list. As far as the injuries do go, 
the injury report for Tuesday is uh, out. We'll get another one later today, and then 90 minutes before kickoff on Thursday, we'll find out who's inactive. But uh, remember, this uh, injury report is just an estimation. Monday and Tuesday, the Raiders just had walkthroughs. I anticipate them having a walkthrough again today. And then, again, before, uh, uh, before kickoff, 90 minutes before kickoff, we'll find out who is inactive. The guys that did not participate, if practice was a practice thing on Tuesday, the usual suspects. Max Crosby dealing with the knee injury, not a participant on Monday or Tuesday. Josh Jacobs, quad injury, no go on Monday, no go on Tuesday. Andre James, the center, ankle, no go on Monday, no go on Tuesday. Colton Miller, the tackle, no go on Monday, no go on Tuesday as he's dealing with the shoulder injury. Uh, and then Myoga, as I mentioned, he's got the knee injury, didn't participate on Monday, put on IR on Tuesday. Guys that were limited, Curtis Bolton with the groin injury, Adam Butler with the ankle injury, uh, also Meek Robertson dealing with the wrist injury. So those guys were limited and did not participate. And then Brandon Faison with the shin injury, uh, he's been out all season, full participant on Monday, full participant on Tuesday. There's no doubt in my mind he will play on Thursday versus the Chargers. As far as guys that did not participate, and their, their practices were uh, just a walkthrough as well, talking about the Chargers. Uh, they only had a couple of guys that did not participate, but there are a couple of important guys. Uh, wide receiver Keenan Allen dealing with the heel injury. Nope, no go on Monday, no go on Tuesday. I still expect him to play on Thursday. Uh, and then Dwayne Leonard, defensive back, ankle and heel injury, didn't participate on Monday, did not participate on Tuesday. I'm not too sure uh, what his status will be come uh, come Thursday. Gerald Everett, the tight end. Also Donald Parham Jr., the tight end. Both were limited. Parham Jr. with the shoulder injury and Gerald Everett with a hip injury. Uh, Zion Johnson, the guard, was limited. Sebastian Johnson Day, the defensive lineman, he was limited. And then also Nick Williams, a shoulder injury, he was limited. He's the defensive lineman, limited both Monday and Tuesday. Again, we'll get another uh, injury report later on today, and we'll find out who is inactive on Thursday, 90 minutes before kickoff. We'll also have an opportunity to speak with uh, head coach, interim head coach Antonio Pierce around 845 this morning. So we'll get another status update on uh, any guys that may be banged up, if they're going to be able to go or not. We'll get a status update on Josh Jacobs. He's probably the guy that I really look at and think maybe he doesn't go. I don't think Colton Miller is going to play on Thursday either, but Josh Jacobs is the one I'm really focusing in on. If he can't go, does that mean you're going to get a healthy dose of Zamir White? Will you get a healthy dose of Amir Abdullah? Or will it be a combination of the two? So that's something I look forward to Speaking to uh, interim head coach Josh, or not Josh, oh man, Antonio Pierce, excuse me, uh, coming up at around 845 this morning. I almost called him uh, Josh McDaniels, my bad. <laughs> it's been one of those seasons, I guess. Uh, finally, here in segment number one, want to kind of give you the rankings and the, um, you know, talk about Max Crosby and where he ranks amongst defensive linemen. I know he wants to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. I don't think the Raiders have won enough games for him to win that, but I'll tell you what, his resume stacks up with the best of them. Let me go over that real quickly. 91.6 pro football focus grade overall. That's fifth. 91.2 run defense grade. That's first. 88.2 pass rush grade. That's 12th. 76 tackles. First. 72 pressures. Fourth. 51 hurries. Third. 45 stops. First. 13 and a half sacks. A career high. Tied for third. 18 tackles for loss. Tied for first. Two passes defense. One forced fumble and one fumble recovery. That's awesome. 
That's first team all pro numbers, right? And on a team that's winning more games, he definitely could be in the running for the defensive player of the year. But hell of a number is right there by Max Crosby showing what he brings to the table each and every game through 13 games, even though he's banged up, he's got the knee injury. As long as he can go out there, protect himself, and play at a high level, I expect him to be out there. I just do. That's just how Max Crosby is built. He's going to do everything he can to play in all 17 games. And as long as, like I said, as long as his knee is holding up and he doesn't feel like he can do any more damage to it, He's going to be out there giving it everything he's got. That's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, why winning is important, not to everybody, but to a handful of folks when it comes to the silver and black. We'll jump right into that after I tell you about prize picks. What is prize picks? It's daily fantasy sports made easy. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. That's it. You're not battling thousands of players, pros, sharks, none of that. You pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in just like that. They've got combo projections now. So you can go NFL and NBA. You can go Tyreek Hill and Luka Doncic. You can go LeBron James and Devontae Adams. You can go any kind of combo you want, NBA, NFL related. It's really cool. And again, you get to see all the winning roll in. It's just you versus projections. And another thing I like about prize picks is the reboot policy. So if a player leaves in the first half and doesn't come back in the second half, that player is rebooted just like that. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. What you need to do is get involved right now. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code is locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about winning and why it's important, not to everybody, but to a lot of people, especially people in the Intermountain Health Performance Center, Raiders HQ. And why I say this, and I've been talking about change that could be potentially coming to the silver and black. And that could be as easy as a quarterback change. It could end up being Jimmy G is under center instead of Aiden O'Connell. doesn't necessarily have to be, but based off of uh, Antonio Pierce's comments following the game on Sunday, it felt like that there was a possibility that change was coming. Now, we haven't heard about any change coming. He doesn't have to tell us that any change is coming, but my gut feeling was that there was something that was going on. On Tuesday, it made me feel a lot more like there was some change coming on. Why is that? Well, AFL Godfather... On Twitter, at NFL Maverick, I've talked about this person many times. I don't know who it is. Let me go ahead and put that out there. I have no idea who this person is, but I believe it's someone who works in the building, and I think anyone who follows NFL Maverick on Twitter knows that there's someone who uh, works in the building just because of all the pictures that they have up close and personal with coaches, players inside the building, uh, also just kind of all the information they have around the silver and black. So on Tuesday, cutting a, uh, making a, sh- a long story short, NFL Maverick tweeted a picture of Jimmy G with his helmet on. And I'm sure you'll probably think, well, okay, what does that mean, Q? What, who cares, right? Maybe he was at practice with his helmet on. And maybe you're right. Well, on, talk, on October 30th, and this is something that happens. This is a pattern a lot from uh, at NFL Maverick on Twitter. On October 30th, they tweeted a picture of Joshua Daniels, and it said the Omega Nears, right? And so what is that significant? Well, what's the last day that, the, that Joshua Daniels was part of the Raiders organization? Halloween. Right? I mean, he got fired on Halloween. Dave Ziegler got fired on Halloween. October 30th, right? The Raiders were playing the Detroit Lions. Obviously, they lost that game. And 
Again, uh, at NFL Maverick tweeted out the Omega Nears. If you wonder about the Omega, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So when I saw that on October 30th, it caught my attention, but I didn't say anything about it. I know it's easy to say now, but it did catch my attention. I follow NFL Maverick on Twitter, so I saw it and I go, hmm, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden on October 31st, Halloween night, that's when Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler gets fired. So uh, when I saw that today, uh, on uh, Tuesday from NFL Maverick, I just kind of tweeted out eyeballs emoji, and then I had a lot of people firing back, like Silver and State uh, at Silver State HSFB, which I believe stands for Silver State High School Football. Says Q, it should always be about what is best for the franchise. This game will be forgotten like so many other late-season meaningless Raider games, but the franchise is in desperate need of a franchise quarterback. Mark Davis needs to make sure we're in position to draft a franchise quarterback. Mark Davis should make a franchise quarterback an absolute priority. He's in charge and can make that happen. So basically, what is trying to be said is, if Jimmy G goes in and they think that they're going to win with him, they're doing a disservice to the franchise because the franchise needs to lose, 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 and lose some more. Lose the rest of the way. And that's all well and fine. And I understood, and I'm not arguing back. I'm not pushing back. We have this conversation each and every year when the Raiders are in this position. All they need to lose as much as possible to go ahead and get a better draft spot. And normally I push back. But this year, I really push back. I push back normally because I just don't care if the team loses. I don't want the team to lose. I want them to win, right? I don't care about the draft spot. Uh, As long as you go and make the right pick, you can have the number one overall pick. If you make the right selections, you're going to get really good players. If you don't make a really good selection, it doesn't matter if you have the first five picks. If you don't pick the right guys, it's not going to matter. But this year in particular, losing is not an option for a handful of people. And look, I'm not in the meetings. I'm not sitting there with Antonio Pierce and Mark Davis and Champ Kelly and Mark Davis and Bo Hardegree and Mark Davis. I'm not sitting there in those meetings. So I don't know what's been conveyed and what hasn't been conveyed. But I don't think it takes a genius to understand that Antonio Pierce has to show if he's going to keep this job as the head coach and not just the interim head coach, he's got to show he can lead these guys to victory. And he's won a couple games. He won the first two games out of the gates. Now he's on a three-game losing streak. So he knows, and I believe that everyone knows, he's got four more games to prove what he can do. And as I mentioned on Monday's show, coming out of the bye week and not having his team score any points was not a very good resume builder. It just wasn't. I mean, let's call it uh, you know, what it is. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Right. I mean, we got to be real about the situation. That wasn't a very good uh, uh, it wasn't a good resume builder at all. So my point to Silver State High School football was, yeah, that's easy for you to say, lose all you want to put yourself in good position to go draft a quarterback. And there's some really good ones. Right. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Like there's multiple quarterbacks that could be had. Michael Panix, depending on how you feel about him. Bo Nix, depending on how you feel about him. This could be a historic draft when it comes to quarterbacks, depending on what your flavor of Kool-Aid is. Again, it's easy for Silver and State high school football to say lose. It's easy for me to say lose. It's easy for Raider Nation to say lose. But it's not easy for Champ Kelly to say lose. Antonio Pierce to say lose. Bo Hardegree to say lose. The coaching staff in general to say lose. A handful of players to say lose, including Aiden O'Connell. You think he wants to lose? What screams that he's not the, the franchise quarterback moving forward? Him losing. Him not playing well. So when jobs are on the line... You can't just go into, well, we're going to just lose. Now, unless Mark Davis has told Antonio Pierce, don't worry, no matter what happens, you're going to be the head coach moving forward, that's fine. That's a different conversation. But I don't think that that's the conversation. Again, I'm just going with my gut feeling. I'm not privy to any of this information. I'm not sitting in the meetings. Mark Davis is not saying, hey, Q, this is what I'm thinking. 
None of that. Never going to try to uh, blow smoke up your backside and act like that, that I have some kind of inside information. If I do, I'll let you know. Oh, hey, I heard this from so-and-so. But until that happens, I'm just going off my gut feeling. And I don't think that that's the case. So Antonio Pierce knows, and he said it in, in, in multiple meetings, that you know he's got to go and prove that he could be the guy. And he knows his time is running out, and he's going to continue to put his best foot forward. So that's why I look at the tweet from NFL Maverick and seeing Jimmy G and thinking, one, I thought Jimmy G probably should have been put into the mix on Sunday against Minnesota, and I would not be shocked to see him go out there and play on Thursday against the Chargers. Now, with that being said, there is an injury clause in his contract, right? The Raiders are already on the hook for $11.25 million, and if he does goes out there and gets injured, then the rest of that $11.25 million, another $11.25 million, is guaranteed against injury, and we know his injury history. So it's taking a risk, there's no doubt. It's similar to the reason why McDaniels and Ziegler sat down uh, Derek Carr last season because they didn't want to take the chance of him getting injured. But if you're Antonio Pierce and you think that, you know what, Aiden O'Connell's not getting it done, he's not going to give me the best chance to win games, and I need to win games to get this job done, he's not worried about how much money Jimmy G might cost him next year. He's not worried about that, right? And those guys in the locker room, Aiden O'Connell's not worried about, uh, you know, what the draft status is or how much it might cost a certain These guys all want to win. Devontae Adams don't care about no draft capital. Right? He doesn't care about that. He wants to win. He wants to be active. He wants to have a good game. He wants to get the ball thrown to him. He wants to score points. He doesn't care about where the Raiders select in the draft in uh, 2024. Uh, for all we know, he, he might not be with the Raiders in 2024, depending on how the rest of the season shakes out. Again, just a part of the conversation. But I know for a fact, Champ Kelly wants to be the full-time GM. Well, guess what? He wants the team to win. He wants to have a winning culture. Antonio Pierce, it's, that's, that that's goes without saying. Well, hard agree. Right now, he's the interim offensive coordinator. I don't think that he's going to be a guy moving forward as the offensive coordinator, even if Antonio Pierce keeps the job. But he's trying to do everything he can to win games. He wants to show that he could be that guy. And then on top of that, outside of Patrick Graham, I think the rest of the coaching staff is up in the air too. If Antonio Pierce is not not uh, there next year, more more likely than not, a lot of those coaches won't be there if all of them. Patrick Graham has the opportunity to stay just because the defense is playing really well, but even he's not guaranteed to come back if Antonio Pierce is the head coach. And hell, if Antonio Pierce is the head coach, they're all still not guaranteed because he's already starting to put together, uh, you know, guys their interests are starting to gauge interest of some uh, staff members that he could bring in. I don't think Patrick Graham would be one of them. I think he'd definitely keep Patrick Graham, but you never know. So everyone right now in the Intermountain Health Performance Center, they're coaching and playing for their jobs. Think about that. If your job was on the line by your performance, would you want someone in the background saying, hey, man, hey, man, just fail at your job. Don't worry about it. Don't do your job very well. Uh, it's all good because it's going to make, you know, it's going to make our job, our employer go out and get, you know, better employees as well or, or whatever the case may be. Could you imagine someone telling you not to do your job very well uh, because, well, the company is going to be better in the long haul, but yet you might not be around? I think that's unreasonable. So, again, most of the time I push back on the notion of, just not winning games anyway. And I know there's some out there that are going to say, hey, it would be in the Raiders' best interest to lose games. And maybe it would, but it's not in the interest of AP. It's not in the interest of Champ Kelly. It's not in the interest of Bo Hardegree. It's not interest in a lot of those players. Josh Jacobs, he wants to win. I mean, hell, he's got a knee and quad injury right now. He, he thought it was a knee injury, calling it a quad injury. You know, who knows when he's going to play again, if it's Thursday or, or whatever, but, you know, he doesn't like losing. He's on a one-year deal. You know, they got to make a decision on if he's going to come back or not. So I'm sure that 
you know, there, there's there's conversations going on uh, in that scenario. So there's a lot of different players who could change locations. There's a lot of different coaches that could change locations. There's a lot going on that can change based off what happens the next four games. Obviously, coming out of the bye, they didn't have a very good start, losing to the Vikings 3 nothing. They need to get this thing turned around, and on a short week, it's going to be tough. But we'll see what it looks like Thursday at Leading Stadium. So we'll see. I'm not guaranteeing that, that Jimmy G is in the mix or he's going to be the quarterback on Thursday, but it would not shock me at all based off that tweet alone. That's what I'm basing this off of from AFL Godfather at NFL Maverick on Twitter who tweeted out a picture of Jimmy G with his helmet on on Tuesday. Go ahead and check it out if you have not seen it. What's on your mind? We'll get to it in segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll get to that right after I tell you about FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, just like that. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, good, you should. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. What you got to do, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way, especially right now. Right, it's getting close to the playoff time, so you definitely want to be a part of all the action. The colder it gets outside, the hotter NFL action gets with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a call from Mark in Toronto. He's calling to talk about Allegiant Stadium, the lack of home field advantage, and also has a question about a quarterback who could be on the move following the season. Here he is, Mark in Toronto. Hey, Q. Big fan of your show. Mark from Toronto calling. Wanted to know your opinion on what's happening with all of this visiting fans, visiting Allegiant Stadium, and us losing our home field advantage. Been to three or four games since Allegiant allowed fans into the stadium, and it just continues to be a problem. Uh, you heard it firsthand from some of the players complaining about it. And I'm just wondering what your perspective is living in Las Vegas when you hear of these package deals with casinos and resorts. And obviously, we can't prevent visiting fans from coming in and enjoying Allegiant Stadium, but when you're at 50-50 visiting fans to Raider fans, or in some cases I was at a Denver game last year and it was 60-40, uh, it, it's just embarrassing for the franchise, and we never saw this like we did in Oakland, like we're doing right now in Las Vegas. Curious on, on your perspective on that. And then number two is we really think about next season as we're pretty much mathematically out of it. And some people are calling in talking about draft picks and going and getting a generational QB. There has been rumors around Justin Fields and us making a play with the Bears probably looking at Drake May or Caleb Williams. Curious if you believe Justin Fields is that generational type talent. So if we were to package a fifth or sixth, depending on where we land, to get Fields, uh, do you think that's enough for us with the current core that we have to take that next step and be a playoff team? Love your show. Thank you so much. And go Raiders. Thank you so much for the call, my man. Appreciate you. And, you know, first thing first, when it comes to Legion Stadium, Vegas is a destination location. There's no doubt. When the schedule comes out, fans look at their schedule and say, when does my team go to Vegas to play the Raiders? Oh, in week five? Cool. Let's plan a trip. Second of, e- second of all, the Raiders haven't done enough 
to give the home fans something to cheer about consistently. They've done better at home this year, but still, they're they're right now they're riding a three game losing streak, and you know two of those games have been at home with the Chiefs, and then the bye week, and then the Minnesota Vikings. Those are two in a row, right? They were having some good success at home, but now all of a sudden they're not. They're on this a uh, couple game skid there with the game coming up on Thursday, and then only one more home game after that, and that's the Denver Broncos week eighteen. So. The Raiders just haven't done enough consistent winning. So the tickets that are sold are being sold on the secondary market. And it's a lot of Raider fans that have the tickets that are saying, you know what? I don't want to go spend the afternoon at the game to watch the team lose, spend my money in the stadium to watch the team lose, spend my money to be at a hotel or come to town, whatever the case may be, to watch the team lose. So I'm going to put my tickets up for sale. And Well, Raider Nation is not going to buy the tickets because Raider Nation is selling the tickets. So who's going to buy them? The opposite team. And they're going to spend a lot of money. I can never begrudge someone who, with their own money, bought season tickets, bought the tickets, and then decided that they don't want to go. I mean, that's that's their right to sell their tickets. And if someone's going to pay a lot of money to, 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 to get those tickets, I mean, it is what it is. It's up to the Raiders as a team to win more. Again, it's always going to be a destination location, but until they consistently win at home, you're going to have a handful of fans and obviously a big handful of fans, as we saw on Sunday with the Vikings, that, you know, are are going to sell their tickets and the opposing team is going to buy them up and that's just what it's going to be. So uh, it sucks to say it like that, but that's the harsh reality. As far as Justin Fields goes, I just say no on him, and this is the reason why. 2024 is the last year of his deal. So following this season... Whoever has him on their roster is going to have to make a decision on their fifth-year option. He hasn't shown enough, to, I don't think, to be able to pick up that fifth-year option. And then, sooner rather than later, you've got to give him a contract extension and probably pay him around $40 million. And I know he hasn't done anything to earn $40 million. So I'd rather, if the Raiders are going to trade for a quarterback, trade up from wherever you're at. Give up. You might have to give up a little bit more draft capital. That's fine. But you have a player under control for about five years if you choose to use the fifth-year option on him before you have to give him a massive contract. You want a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's how you build a team, right? That's what they want. So if you're going to trade up, I'd rather them trade up with someone who is just as proven as Justin Fields because Justin Fields isn't proven either. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he could be, be potentially a really good quarterback in the right system. I just don't think that the Raiders have an opportunity or should make the opportunity to take a, a shot at him without knowing. I think if they're going to take a shot at someone, they should take a shot out of someone that they feel pretty comfortable with coming out of college. Again, just my my gut feeling. So that's how I am with Justin Fields. But we'll see what happens. I do think he'll be playing somewhere else in 2024, not named Chicago. Up next, got a text from Victoria from the 562. She says, hey, Q, it's Victoria from the 562. I just wanted to know your feedback regarding the quarterback position, what we should do moving forward. I really like Aiden, but he's not the answer, especially if we want to win. Maybe as a backup option, sure. Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer have to go. I also think we need to be a very wise and go out and draft a young mobile quarterback this offseason. My picks would be Caleb Williams or Michael Penix, maybe even Jaden Daniels. But either way, a backup quarterback is still just as important, especially since these guys will need a vet to really get acclimated to the league. Maybe Cam Newton. He definitely can add some depth to the roster. We all know what he can do with his legs as well. Anyway, just some food for thought. Let me know what you think. Thanks, Q. That's Victoria from the 562. Thanks so much. And I'll say this. Cam Newton's washed. He's done. There's no Cam Newton coming back. So I would, I would cross him off your list. But I think I like where you're going with the young mobile quarterback, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels. I like all those uh, options. Um, you know, if you're a, a Bo Nix fan, you can go in Bo Nix direction. Um, Drake May, you can go in Drake May's direction. And I'm not saying that these guys all have to be fleet-footed, but these guys have to be able to protect themselves and do some things. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. 
Uh, right now, the Raiders pick at number six. I don't know what it's going to be when it's all said and done. I don't know where he's going to go. I think he'll probably go in the top three, top four. Maybe the Raiders have to tra- uh, trade up to go get him. But I wouldn't have any problem with that. I don't think Aiden O'Connell's the guy either. I think he's proven that. Uh, and he really, very well could be a, a good quality backup, especially what we've seen in 2023. All the teams that are operating with backups that have been playing either all season long, playing a handful of games, even quarterback or teams that are down to like their third quarterback, like the Vikings. They were at Kirk Cousins. Then they had another young man come in. He got banged up. Then they had Josh Dobbs come in. And then Nick Mullins. So they're on their fourth quarterback this season. Teams like the Browns are on their fourth quarterback. The Jets went through three quarterbacks, right? I mean, all these different teams are on. Look at Justin Herbert. He's out for the season, right? They've got Easton Stick coming in. That's the backup quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are operating with backup quarterbacks and have had to back up, uh, work with backup quarterbacks. So, I mean, look at the AFC North in general. Every team but the Ravens, right? Jake Browning is the guy uh, for, for the Bengals. Uh, you've got who you've had multiple quarterbacks, as I mentioned, with the Browns. Uh, and then you've got uh, who else? Let's say I said the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. He has the ankle injury. He had to have surgery. So he's, you know, he's dealing with the backup quarterback. There's there's plenty of backup quarterbacks that are operating right now in the NFL. The Giants, you know, the story of uh, of Tommy DeVito, right? The Daniel Jones, he tore his ACL playing the Raiders. So now Tommy DeVito and they had Tyrod Taylor. So they're on their third quarterback now. There's so many teams that are, are operating with backup quarterbacks. They definitely are needed in a major way. Uh, but I like what you're talking about, about getting a Caleb Williams, a Penix, a Jaden Daniels. All three of those guys are good options as far as I'm concerned. Thanks so much for the text. Up next, got a call from Swerve, the Raider in the Bay. He's calling to give his thoughts on the quarterback and the OC as they relate to Sunday's game versus Minnesota. Here he is, Swerve, the Raider in the Bay. Hey, Q. This is Swerve, the Raider from the Bay Area. Just calling to let you know that, man, at this point, all the talk about Aiden O'Connell as the QB of the future, I think that's over. I think we've seen what we had to see. Uh, I'm, I mean, still, you should let him play out the rest of the season because at this point, if we keep losing, this is going to help our, our draft pick. So, but all that QB, the future stuff, I think that's long gone. We see what we had to see. We have to go into the draft and assess and grab a new QB because that performance yesterday against the Vikings, unacceptable. And Bo Hargreaves is not an offensive coordinator in the league. That game plan that he had, man, we threw about 20 screens that game. Unacceptable. So um, just let me know what you think about that. Uh, thanks. Thanks again. Thanks so much for the call, my man. And I agree. That's how I felt on Sunday following the game on both points. O'Connell's not the guy that the Raiders need. They need someone with more dynamic ability, uh, someone who can use their legs uh, as well. And then the OC, same thing, right? Uh, good, sharp, experienced play caller I think that they need. And if uh, Antonio Pierce is going to be the guy, I think he needs to put a hell of a staff around him. I really do. I think that uh, uh, Patrick Graham is a really good uh, defensive coordinator. Keep him in that spot. But I think that they need a really good offensive coordinator who could complement and use the weapons that the Raiders have in a, in a good way, right? Set them up for success. Uh, you know, the offensive line coach may need to be replaced. Uh, I think that the, the special teams coach is doing fine. Uh, but there could be a, a multiple uh, guys that change places, even if Antonio Pierce does stay on as the coach. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, got time for one more text. This one is from Fonzie in the OC. He said, well, yo, what's up, Q? It's Fonzie from the OC. I've been a longtime listener, first-time caller. I want to see if I can get a shout-out and wish uh, my wife, Brittany, a happy 10-year anniversary. We're going to be at the game this Thursday celebrating our 10 years together. We figured it was a sign to come to, to the game since the Raiders are playing the Chargers, and she's a Chargers fan. Please let her know I love her very much, and I can't wait to see her. Even more football games together. Thanks for the shout-out, and go 
Raiders. That's from Fonzie and the OC. And uh, shout out to you, Fonzie, and her, right? Uh, happy anniversary. Uh, Brittany, obviously, uh, Fonzie showing a lot of love. And uh, you might as well come on over to the dark side, right? Just go on and follow Fonzie, man. You you know, it's not any fun being a Charger fan. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, congratulations. That's awesome. You guys enjoy the game. Not mad at that. Someone's got to root for the other team, right? So, uh, yeah, that's a good way to, to end the show. Uh, Fonzie and Briz- Brittany, again, uh, happy anniversary, 10-year anniversary. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. And like I said, enjoy the game on Sunday if you have an, or Thursday. If you have an opportunity, make it up to the Coors Light Landing. Uh, check us out. I'd love to, you know, shake your hand, say what's up, talk a little Raider football, talk a little Charger trash to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all good. Uh, just come up to the Coors Light Landing before the game. We'd love to say hello. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have crossover Thursday. Uh, David Dragemeyer from uh, Locked On Chargers will join the show. We'll talk all storylines. We'll talk matchups. We'll talk path of victory for the Chargers and the Raiders. Week 15 action, Thursday night football. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.